Welcome to What You Need When You Need It, a bi-monthly podcast by Seattle Credit Union on relevant topics affecting our city and our state and ways to positively impact your financial health. No matter where you are in your life, Seattle Credit Union is here to help you prosper. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Susie, and I'm going to be your moderator today. Let's jump right in. This week's topic is making ends meet amid COVID-19. We've conferenced in two guests, Seattle Credit Union CEO Richard Romero and COO Tanita Webb, to talk about how the pandemic is impacting the community and SCU members. We'll also address the types of assistance available, including options for those who might not qualify for traditional aid or lending programs. Thank you, Richard and Tanita, for joining us today. We're experiencing a crisis no one could have imagined, and the effects are far-reaching, personally, professionally, financially, and we'd really like to hear the types of questions you're fielding at Seattle Credit Union and learn what the members and the general public can do. So why don't we start out with each of you just introducing yourselves, if you would. Thanks, Susie. Uh, My name is Richard Romero. I'm the president CEO of Seattle Credit Union. Um, You know, I'm excited to be here to talk about this. In my background, I've been through multiple disasters and had to deal with not this type of disaster as a pandemic, but in other other disasters, financial disasters where people have needed help. Um, And so I'm really excited about being here and being able to share some thoughts. That's excellent. Thank you so much. And Tanita, you want to do a quick introduction for us, please? My name is Tonita Webb. I'm the EVP COO. And I have a a large immediate family and a large extended family that is full of frontline workers in healthcare. My husband and myself are both veterans, so we understand what it means to leave your family to go serve your community. So I'm excited to talk about the ways we can help folks in our community. That's really great. You guys have um, really interesting perspectives in addition to all of your local expertise. I'm excited for this conversation for our listeners. Why don't we kick things off with the issues on everyone's minds? Uh, Can you share a bit about what you're hearing from members? Richard, can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, of course. Um, As you can imagine, our call center has been super busy um, as well as our uh, handling of emails. Um, so much so that we decided to send out a survey to get um, the, our members' perspective of, of what's on their minds and getting information back to them as quickly as we can. Um, as you can imagine, people are expressing a lot of fear and concern about their health and safety of their families and themselves, not to mention the impact on job loss, uh, financial situations, daily essentials like food and shelter. There's just a lot at risk here. That's right. Tanita, can you speak a bit, too, about what you've heard? Are the concerns that you're fielding similar? Yeah, one concern we keep hearing is how do I bridge the gap for my loss in income? Some folks' income just disappeared in one day. And they have things like bills due, the rent is due, the mortgage is due. And this is happening across the board. It doesn't matter the industry you're in, whether you're hourly or salary layoffs are happening everywhere. And with that comes a loss of health insurance amidst the pandemic, which is scary. And not to mention food and housing and just the lack of stability that comes with that. These are immediate struggles that come with a sudden loss of work. Um, People are trying to navigate this new normal. 
That's really well said. You know, I think that um, there's a lot of people who, you know, when you first hear something like this in the news, it's hard to make it real. It's hard to make it your own and imagine where you fit in this um, crisis. And before you know it, it's at your doorstep, not to mention sort of stress and sadness if, in fact, you have a loved one or know of someone who's actually battling the disease is a whole nother emotional layer. That's right. There's a lot of social distancing. Um, parents are trying to work in homeschool and there's a lack of child care. And, you know, we have members of our community that people don't always see. They may be living at the poverty line. They may be a worker that maybe they have a base hourly salary or paycheck, but they also work for tips, right? So even if their restaurant was allowed to do takeout, the tips are gone. And those were the things that helped them meet their bills. They are worried about meals. They're worried about insurance. Everything is gone. And some folks are even at the brink of homelessness. And we have people who made, you know, six figures who just all of a sudden lost their jobs. And maybe they did have a couple of months in savings, but now that's gone. And they're worried about whether they have to sell something or dip into retirement. There's a lot of worry and people are trying to figure out how do I stay afloat or find another job. It really is um, a lot to absorb in a very short amount of time. In terms of financial assistance, uh, can unemployment and the recent approved stimulus plan help people? You know, it it really can uh, for some. There's really two big issues here. One is timing. You know, how long does it take to get your unemployment benefits, for instance? If, you know, I'm reading that the unemployment website is so bombarded that uh, the advice is just to keep trying to get through to file a claim. So in Mm -hmm. the meantime, what do you do to, you know, get groceries or fill up that gas tank or whatever other critical need you may have? And to me, that's the biggest struggle right now. People don't have a lot of savings how does a family rely on social services when there's big time gaps there? That's a really good point, you know, and, and too, as we were just mentioning, it it even takes a, a beat for you to intellectually absorb what's even happening. And day to day, you know, you know, when the cover of the newspaper or the homepage where you get your news is updating by the hour, you know, trying to keep track of everything and find your fit and figure out um, how to solve is really challenging. And not everyone qualifies for these federal programs. Is that right? Yeah. You know, during the first wave of the stimulus package, a lot of segments of the community were left out. You know, gig workers, um, those who don't have taxable income, sole proprietors, uh, people who haven't filed tax return uh, due to negligible income. I I can give you an example. My 91-year-old mother doesn't file taxes um, and doesn't have a computer or even internet. And so I have to help her figure out how she can get uh, a share of the stimulus to help her because she's homebound. She's in the highest risk group. So, you know, if I don't help her, she's literally left in the dark. Oh my goodness. You know, Seattle Credit Union is very different than other financial institutions. We've been around for a long time and we've been in a community helping people who have been on the brink of financial disaster for years. We don't just look at someone's credit score. We want to see and hear what their story is. We want to listen to the person and just clearly understand what kind of support they need. 
that's really different than looking at a FICO score, for instance, and just automatically disqualifying someone. I just want to say, I can't say enough. Um, at Seattle Credit Union, we don't care if you have bad credit, if you don't have a social security number. It is why we're here. It's in our charter. We take serving our community seriously, and we just ask people, just call us or stop by. Don't take themselves out of the equation. It's so nice to hear that because I think it's easy to just be bombarded by this information and it's sort of stifling versus taking the first step to see what might be possible. Is this the work that really all credit unions do as opposed to big banks or government? Can you help me understand sort of how that fits in the big picture? It takes everyone working together. It's going to take all of us to serve our community. But at Seattle Credit Union, we feel this is a deep responsibility, and we have a commitment to support our members in this city. You know, Susie, it's how Seattle Credit Union was founded back in 1933, right in the middle of the Great Depression. You know, Seattle was a young city with lots of promise. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> That's right. You know, businesses and industry could get bank loans, but individuals could not secure uh, financing for simple things like building a home or buying a car. Seattle yeah. Credit Union was the answer back then, and as it is today, um, we're here for everyone. We're here for for everyone from immigrant families to college grads to tech giants to uh, people who are in need of financial assistance. It's interesting, and it's really great to hear some of that backstory. I didn't realize Seattle Credit Union had such a long history here. You know, to clarify for our listeners, what does it mean to be a member? Membership can sound like you've got to sign up somewhere or be approved in some fashion. Can you explain a bit about how that works? Sure. And, you know, in simple terms, anyone who lives, works, or worships in Washington State can be a member of Seattle Credit Union. That means if you live, say, in Portland, but work in Vancouver, Washington, you can still be a member of Seattle Credit Union. And like all credit unions, all members are member owners, which means that lower fees and other savings come your way. It's a great choice for personal and small business finances. Thank you for explaining how some of that works. So it's, it's much more like a co-op then is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. We are actually a financial cooperative and a not-for-profit. We use the term membership, but it's an inclusive term. So once you join the credit union, you belong to the credit union. You're an owner of the credit union. In the old days, even in our old history, you know, you had to be, for instance, for our credit union, you had to work for the city of Seattle. That's no longer true for us. Um, like I mentioned before, as long as you live, work, or worship in the state of Washington, you can join the credit union. You're listening to What You Need When You Need It a bi-monthly podcast by Seattle Credit Union on relevant topics affecting our city and our state and ways to positively impact your financial health. Thanks for tuning in. Tanita, I wanted to ask you about the people that are reaching out to you in the branches and call centers. Are you hearing from particular groups or is it sort of widespread? Yes, our membership really runs the gamut and we've been hearing from members across the board. As you know, the restaurant industry was hit hard and fast by social distancing. We have college students that's been hit, gig workers that have been hit, that usually did things like walking dogs or drive lifts to supplement their income. All of those things have kind of decreased overnight. 
We have families who bought their first home and now they're wondering how they're going to make their first payment or the payments that follow. We also, I talked about the invisible worker or the underserved communities that have always experienced struggle and now they face this additional setback. Just as our local school districts, nonprofits, community groups have come together to cover meals and check in on the others, we want to be a resource to the community as well. It's really just so affirming to hear that positive attitude. You know, I think there's, despite all the strife that's out there, there are groups who are really genuinely trying to come together and make these things work. And I think the other thing that's important about this is work ethic hasn't changed, right? I mean, there's frontline workers who are truly risking their lives. But in addition, there's really well-intended, hardworking people that would quickly pick up another job or all those little options for a side hustle. Everything has disappeared. I think it was especially relevant here in Seattle where the virus first spread. You know, before reaching other parts of the country, we were really one of the first to close down. Are there programs um, or advice that you can share with our listeners that find themselves in a tough situation financially right now? Absolutely. We'd encourage anyone who needs that short-term immediate aid to reach out to us to discuss their options. We currently have a program called the Lifeline Loan, which was conceived for emergencies just like this. The funds can be available as early as next day, and the interest rate's only around 2%, which is much better than pushing debt onto a credit card, especially cash advances, which have extraordinarily high fees. Uh, There are scenarios for people with good credit down to no credit, because times like this, they just don't discriminate. Wow, that's really pretty amazing, next day funding and no fees. I think, too, that's another um, challenge right now is if something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. It's really great to hear that the Lifeline loan was born of a good place and is really an option for these people. Can you can you tell us a bit how it works, Richard? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's similar to a small personal loan, but it has a very low interest rate. As I mentioned, it's about 2%. Uh, There are no fees, and it's designed specifically to help people get out of a pinch, like an upcoming Mm -hmm. rent payment or the need for groceries or a few tanks of gas. We did something really similar to this during the government shutdown a few years back, and we also have an immigrant loan. That's a great example of helping people who find themselves in need of emergency funds. You know, I mentioned these loans as an example of helping people in need versus traditional big bank financing that makes money on higher interest rates or long payment plans. Our lifeline loan is exactly what it says. Uh, It's a short-term lifeline to help bridge the gap for those who may have unexpectedly lost a job or waiting for benefits or funding to kick in. This goes back to our mission to be Seattle's partner in growth and prosperity. We look for ways to use our size and expertise to be nimble and bring more financial opportunities to people. The Lifeline loan is for people with good, low, or no credit, even folks who don't have a social security number. We'll do whatever we can to make things work for people. And while we're Seattle's partner in growth and prosperity, we also serve the state of Washington. I just want to make sure that... um, that's not misunderstood. Thank you for explaining that distinction, Tanita. I think it's a really good one. There's a couple people um, that I know have always had a really stable income, and they just sort of assume that these types of programs aren't for them. So it's nice to hear about the programming that you guys are bringing forward, because it's really for the good of the people. 
That's right. Um, we shared a good, a couple of good examples regarding individuals and families, but our small businesses are struggling as well. An employee told me a story this weekend. She went into her local cafe to support them during this time to get her to go order. And as she was paying, she paid with her SEU debit card. And the owner got emotional because the owner said the small business loan that we did for her saved her business. She even had articles of us up on her wall. Wow. So this just happened. You just secured a loan for her during this time period. Absolutely. Yes. That's amazing. That has to feel good, despite how difficult and trying it is right now. How do you guys, speaking of that, you know, get the word out to people? How, especially when you can't, you know, the branches have limited hours and different things like that and the social distancing we were just speaking of. How do you concentrate on letting people know that these programs exist? You know, we're still meeting people uh, by appointment. So the first step is to call or email us so we can set an appointment to meet with you. Um, while folks are staying home, they can listen to this podcast and hopefully we can reach them through our social media channels and sharing information on community bulletin boards. That's a great idea. You heard that, everybody. <laughs> you share this podcast with those who need some financial support and a little breath of fresh air. I feel like our conversation has been really promising. And uh, if you don't have a pen, everybody grab a pen. I'd love to know what the call center number is. Sure. It's 1-800-334-2489. Excellent. That's 1-800-334-2489. We'll share that number again. So if you didn't have your pen ready, we'll give you another minute to grab that. But let's turn back to you, Tanita. What else are you hearing from folks? Members have also been asking about how to lessen the financial burden. So maybe they're not without any income, but their income has dropped. So they have questions about how to prioritize their financial obligations. And people want to know, can they take advantage of programs like our skip a pay that's great. You know, I love hearing that it's still an opportunity to just get some advice. Yeah, we're also hearing concerns about keeping food on the table or making rent payments. And it's difficult to stay current as news continues to change daily, with many people and organizations stepping up to offer assistance in a variety of ways. Um, we offer financial options. When it comes to other areas, we have a resource page on our website with links to those other organizations. Oh, that's great. Sure, right? You have your expertise, but it does take a lot of people with um, good ideas. For those of you who maybe went to grab a pencil to write this down, here's the Seattle Credit Union phone number again. It's 1-800-334-2489. Susie, we encourage people also to visit our website. Our homepage has been updated a few times in as many weeks to keep pertinent information front and center for our members and others in our community who need financial support. Our website is www.seattlecu.com. That's an easy thing to remember, Seattle CU, that's for credit union, of course, seattlecu.com. From the contact page, then you can also see a general email if you're having trouble getting through via phone. I really want to thank you both, Tanita and Richard, for your candor and expertise. Thanks also to our listeners for tuning into our podcast, What You Need When You Need It. To subscribe, please visit Cairo 710 Radio at mynorthwest.com 
forward slash podcast. Again, that's mynorthwest.com forward slash podcast. Thanks, everybody. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a What You Need When You Need It podcast by Seattle Credit Union, Seattle's partner in growth and prosperity. To submit a topic for consideration, please visit seattlecu.com slash podcast. Seattle Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA, an equal housing opportunity lender.